This episode contains descriptions of assault and sexual violence. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified, the update episodes. Throughout the making of this series, we've worked closely with the women of Verified as they told us how they fought for justice for seven years. Many of our listeners have asked us about the women and how they're doing now. So today, you'll hear the reflections of three women from the series and where they are in life. Now, we understand that for some of you, these stories can still be powerful triggers. So please know that you're not alone. And if you need to talk to someone, you can call or chat with the folks at RAIN working to support survivors. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit online R-A-I-N-N, that's RAIN with two N's, dot org. In this episode, you'll hear from Alyssa from the United States. Then, Olga from Poland. And last, you'll hear Anna, another American woman. We first met Alyssa in episode four, when she described how Leonardo abused his role as a police officer to intimidate her and her friends when they tried to write a negative review. He sent us a message threatening us, saying, you know, you've committed acts of slander, this is against the Italian criminal penal code, and I'm going to prosecute you. You won't be able to leave the country. You will be stopped at every airport, hostel, and hotel you try to book into because I have your passport and your phone numbers or your home address, like information like that. We were really scared. Now... Alyssa is in a very different place. Hello, world, I guess. Uh, This is Alyssa, again, from California. I'm just doing a reflection on the Leonardo uh, trial and how I'm feeling now. I guess just to reflect on this whole experience, it's just, I can't believe that a five-month holiday I spent backpacking when I was 19 ended with... Uh, going to an Italian court and convicting someone of serial rape and abuse of power. When I heard the name of the podcast was Verified, I was really pleased with that name. I just think it's really fitting because, you know, we're all part of this sharing economy now. From Airbnb, we stay in people's houses. We don't know. Uber, we get into people's cars. We don't know. And couch surfing at the time was... You know, you're staying at someone's house you don't know, and they're supposed to take care of you as a guest. And it seemed like the greatest idea ever. And I do actually really like the sharing economy, and I actually kept hosting people on couch surfing, and I kept using it even after this accident happened. And now I wouldn't, but I, yeah, at the time I was still using it, which was shocking. (laughs) But the whole thing is that we use these verified systems because they're supposed to make us feel safe because we have verified users and they'll give you a star rating, all that stuff. And I remember we stayed with Leonardo as kind of a last-minute thing because he had hundreds of positive reviews. So we felt like he was very verified, he was trustworthy, and that he was safe. It was from men and from women. And 
They had all verified him as a good host, as a safe host, as a fun guy to be around, as a great person to stay with when you're in Padova if you want to visit Venice. And, you know, he actually turned out to be a serial rapist. Uh, I don't mean to laugh there. I just, you know, it's just shocking. But I'm really glad I participated in the trial and in uh, giving evidence and showing up, I guess. Because I was living in Shanghai at the time, and it was actually pretty hard for me to take off time from work to make it to the trial. But I'm really glad I did. I think this whole experience has really taught me a lot about women supporting other women, <laughs> which has been great. I was kind of consumed with guilt for a long time that I felt like we should have done more because he had blackmailed us and we felt very unsafe. But there was a, something in the back of my mind that was just like, it's not right. Like, I feel like he did drug us and I feel like he is a pervert. And um, we kind of felt like we were escaping but not realizing the magnitude of the situation that this would be happening to other women, you know, that this was... Oh, so much worse than we thought it was. So it's really good to hear that he was convicted and that I helped convict him and that all the other women involved helped convict him. And you think about how many times this can happen where the systems that we're using to verify people are not always as reliable as we'd like them to be and that people can exploit the weaknesses in human nature of trusting people and of the sense of community and then you have someone like Leonardo who's just completely exploiting that and using it to connect with young women that he can drug and victimize it's just incredible um, also he was a police officer and that's that is a system in place which you hope verifies people a, a job like a doctor or a police officer is probably up there and people that you think that you should be able to trust even in foreign countries I haven't met most of the other women who've been involved because I was a bit late to the scene. I wasn't in the original Facebook group, but I just want to say, if in case they hear this, uh, thank you so much for participating. Thank you for putting that group together and for uh, binding all these women together. And, you know, it was really gut-wrenching and horrible. But then to see all the other women supporting each other in that group and, you know, getting evidence together and contacting the police. And this was in the early days. And that's it's just a great sense of community coming up against a common foe who, oh, God, is just a disgusting, vile man. When I was in court and I saw him, I kind of had forgotten what he looked like. And I was just like, he's just this tiny... I mean, I'm tiny, but he's just this small man who looks a lot like a rat. And he looks like, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's just, <laughs> I just looked at him and I was just like, you vile creature, you. You, <laughs> uh, you thought you could get away with this. Uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so thank, I just want to thank everyone for what they've done to contribute to putting him behind bars and to getting the victims the kind of justice that they deserved and now with this podcast the kind of voice they needed to share their story and to move on with their life and to know that this is 100% not their fault in any way. You know, he abused his power with us. He tried blackmailing us. We were the bad ones, that we were spreading lies about him and all this kind of you know, complete bullshit. And so then in the end when I helped convict him for abuse of power, 
um, it's just very fitting for the situation. And it's exactly what he should be convicted for, from my point of view. You know, if you do bad things, eventually someone is gonna, someone is gonna take you down. And it's nice to know that the people that took him down were a group of young women. <laughs> now we turn to Olga from Poland. She shared one of the most disturbing memories in our series. I was uh, in Leonardo bed. He was kissing me, and uh, it was really a surprise to me because next to me, uh, Leonardo was on me and he was kissing me, and next to us was his mother doing the crosswords. Uh, I could uh, feel her. We asked Olga to tell us how she's doing now, and she sent us this short note to share with you. I'm happy. All bad memories are left at the bottom of the heart and they don't glimpse too often. I married an incredibly beloved man in the world who loves me infinitely, supports and respects me. My friends are also support for me. They were with me together in bad moments and they are with me now that everything is going as it should. I am developing at work, building a house with my husband, and in the future we want to establish a family in which the main values will be love and respect for others. I would like to wish a lot of perseverance to the girls who were in charge by Maglio and thank them for their good heart. You will always remain in my memory and heart. I am glad we met. It's a shame about bad circumstances. Be happy. Now we want you to hear from Anna. She's living and studying in Berlin. She's one of the 14 women who testified against Dino Maglio. She remembers sitting in the hallway of the Padua courthouse, waiting for the other women to testify. I think, though, really the hardest thing for me was seeing the other women and how really, really scared they were. Because I think my my experience, it was bad, but I think the other women, like, there's a real fear in their eyes, and that was hard to see, and, like... When I would see them crying after coming out, that was that was hard. So for me, I think my emotions when I went in there and saw him was more of I have to tell my story because this man, it wasn't just about me. It's about justice and um, like the other women that he has hurt as well. Since the trial and the verdict, Anna has thought very deeply about what it all means. I'm Anna from the United States. Yeah, this uh, conviction is pretty significant to me. Going and seeing Dino was one of the most difficult things I have ever had to do. It took everything in me to walk into that courthouse to face him, but I knew... I had to, if not for myself, 
for the other women. I think I felt every emotion that day. I was terrified to face him, but I was so inspired by the other women that were there, knowing we were all supporting each other. It's hard to describe how I feel now. I mean, even seeing him in the courthouse, there was such a lack of empathy in his eyes. And even after the conviction, he was still claiming this whole thing was a ploy by the media to paint him as a monster. I mean, in a way, I feel bad for him. He's so deeply ingrained in this fantasy world of his own making that he can't even accept reality. I'm not sure if it was past trauma or if there really are synapses that haven't linked properly in his brain. Um, But what I do know is that he will never find true peace because the reality he's living in doesn't even exist. Which I guess that makes me equally sad and pissed at him. Sad because he must be so lost and pissed because he still feels like the victim. I guess it will take me more time uh, to see past the horror he committed and find forgiveness. Not because what he did was okay, but because I'll just be creating a prison for myself if I hold on to my anger. And what would I say to the world? Well, I guess to never stop fighting for justice. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from this, it's that there really are horrible people in the world who do horrific things. But also through this process, I have met some of the most inspiring and courageous and amazing women and reporters and government officials and even the security guards who were in the back hallway with us for seven hours making sure that we were okay. I truly deeply believe that the good outweighs the bad and that light will always be stronger than darkness. I really just want to thank you so much for the work that you're doing and getting our story out there. I love to travel and I know that experiences like this can really break a lot of people. Um, But obviously the trauma that accompanies these kinds of things takes years to get over. But I hope and I pray that in getting this story out there, people who may have had similar experiences can know that justice is possible and that there is hope. So, thank you. Next time, what's up with Dino Maglio now? Since the verdict, he's been back in and out of jail. In our next episode... We're going to tell you how it happened and how it might affect the appeal. We'd love to hear your stories and your reactions to our series. You can get in touch with us at Verified Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can also write to us or send voice messages to our email address, verified at stitcher.com. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified. Verified.